0: As you know, we have been doing a series in the book of Acts, and we're going to continue with that series today. So in your Bibles, if you would turn to the book of Acts, chapter 21, beginning at verse 37, Acts 21, verse 37. Worship service has been just tremendous today. I'm going to ask you, as we have been, would you uh, please stand? Acts twenty one, beginning in verse thirty seven. I'm going to do quite a bit of reading. I'm going to read beginning at verse thirty seven, right through to chapter twenty two, verse twenty four. <clears throat> so the reading today is Acts twenty one, thirty seven, through chapter twenty two, verses one through twenty four. As the soldiers were about to take Paul into the barracks, he asked the commander, May I say something to you? Do you speak Greek? He replied, Aren't you the Egyptian who started a revolt and led 4,000 terrorists out into the desert some time ago? Paul answered, I am a Jew from Tarsus in Cilicia, a citizen of no ordinary city. Please let me speak to the people. Having received the commander's permission, Paul stood on the steps and motioned to the crowd. When they were all silent, he said to them in Aramaic, Brothers and fathers, Listen now to my defense. When they heard him speak to them in Aramaic or Hebrew, they became very quiet. Then Paul said, I am a Jew born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city. Under Gamaliel, I was thoroughly trained in the law of our fathers and was just as zealous for God as any of you are today. I persecuted the followers of the way to their death arresting both men and women and throwing them into prison as also the high priest and all the council can testify i even obtained letters from them to the brothers to their brothers in damascus and went there to bring these people as prisoners to jerusalem to be punished about noon as i came near damascus suddenly a bright light from heaven flashed around me I fell to the ground and heard a voice say to me, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord, I asked. I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting, he replied. My companions saw the light, but they did not understand the voice of him who was speaking to me. What shall I do, Lord, I asked. Get up, the Lord said. He probably said, get up, the Lord said, and go into Damascus. There you will be told all that you have been assigned to do. My companions led me by the hand into Damascus because the brilliance of the light had blinded me. A man named Ananias came to see me. He was a devout observer of the law and highly respected by all the Jews living there. He stood beside me and said, Brother Saul, receive your sight. And at that very moment I was able to see him. Then he said... The God of our fathers has chosen you to know his will and to see the righteous one and to hear words from his mouth. You will be his witness to all men of what you have seen and heard. And now, what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on his name. 17. Then I returned to Jerusalem and was praying at the temple. I fell into a trance. And saw the Lord speaking, Quick, he said to me, Leave Jerusalem immediately, because they will not accept your testimony about me. Lord, I replied, These men know that I went from one synagogue to another to imprison and beat those who believe in you. And when the blood of your martyr Stephen was shed, I stood there giving my approval and guarding the clothes those who were killing him. Then the Lord said to me, Go, I will send you far away to the Gentiles. The crowd listened to Paul until he said this. Then they raised their voices and shouted, Rid the earth of him. He's not fit to live. As they were shouting and throwing off their cloaks and flinging dust into the air, the commander ordered Paul to be taken into the barracks. And I'm going to stop actually right there. God, we pray that you, will oh God, anoint and bless the servant. Thank you for the word of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Again, I want you to repeat the title with me. Jerusalem, a hostile place for Paul. This is part two. Jerusalem, a hostile place for Paul. The, the book of Acts, which is actually a short book. Dr. R.C. Sproul notes. It's, it's a short book. We see that... The recording of Paul's conversion is mentioned three times in the book of Acts. Three separate times. It is recalled by Luke as the actual experience happened to him in the book of Acts, chapter 9. And then we note here in the reading that Paul tells it. And then later on, I believe around chapter 26, as Paul is in custody, he again tells the story of his conversion. This is a most important story because it tells the conversion of the most ruthless man that walked Jerusalem killing and abusing the Christians. Today people think that they can abuse and kill God's people and get away with it. It's a lie straight from the pit of hell and Satan will do everything possible, everything within his power, to destroy the church. And it is happening today. Anybody that disagreed with Apostle Paul or with Saul at this time, he thought it was his right and duty to stamp them out. You see, at this time, the way which were the believers who believed in the Messiah, they were called people of the way. And it is this group that Paul is trying to stamp out. And so he has received letters from the Sanhedrin to go to Damascus, and to bring back in chains anybody that calls on the name of Jesus. It has now been about 27 years since Paul's conversion where we pick up here in our reading today. About 27 years has passed. And Paul here, here is recounting his second account. It is, as point number one, we will only be able to deal with a few of these points. The second recounting of Paul's Damascus Road experience. Paul was a very educated man. His money from his parents bought the best education that money could buy. Gamaliel, as I mentioned to you before, was the most respected, the most educated, the most revered uh, um teacher, rabbi at this time. And so Paul sat under the feet of Gamaliel and was taught. And I told you before that Paul received, by the age of 21, he had received the equivalent of two PhDs. Paul was fluent in Greek and in Hebrew. He was a man that the people looked to and, 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 and Paul being under Gamaliel, just the fact that he sat under and was taught by Gamaliel, that by itself brought all the clout that Paul needed to have. So when he says that I sat under Gamaliel, they would be able to say, man, this man had the best education that there is. So when Paul is here standing, or after he had been beaten, probably barely standing, he asks the commander... If he could say something to the people. Now the commander says, now, do you speak Greek? And Saul began to converse with him in Greek. May I speak to them? And so after he obtains permission by Claudius Lysias, Lysias, Paul begins to address the crowd that had just beaten him up. Just threw uppercuts to him and hit him with crossbows. You know, cross blows and roundhouses, kicks, and everything else. Paul then asks, can I speak to the people? Now Paul asks to speak to the people because he wants to share with them not only his conversion, but that he's a man that has the Jewish nation in his heart. And so Paul thinks that he's going to be able to calm the crowd down once he begins to address them. So once he becomes, once the crowd gets quiet, he begins to talk to them. And when they hear him talking in their own language, they become even more quiet. Because you see, with Rome ruling Jerusalem, the language became Greek. It became a language that uh, the Romans spoke, which was Greek. But Paul... uh, being able to speak in Greek or Hebrew because he was Jewish, uh, he talks to the people in their native language. Now, because the custom or the language at this time by the Romans was Greek, many of the Jewish people had to learn Greek. And so Paul, standing here, in this place, not only does he have the Roman soldiers who will be listening, but he has also the Jewish people that will also Be paying attention. And so Paul starts by saying, first of all, brothers and fathers, listen now to my defense. He calls them brothers and fathers because he says, I am from the same tribe. I am from the same people that you are. And when he says brothers and fathers, he is identifying with them. And he says to them in Aramaic, I am a Jew from Tarsus in Cilicia. Now, do many of you, do you remember what I said about Tarsus from before? Does anyone remember anything about Tarsus? What was important about Tarsus? Let me say this again, then. Tarsus was a place that a person born there would automatically gain Roman citizenship because when there was a war, Tarsus supported Rome. So as part of their pay or part of the favor of Rome, anybody that was born in city in the city of Tarsus was automatically granted Roman citizenship. This was very important because with the Roman citizenship, that meant that you could not be beat nor tried um, or you could not be beat without a trial. You could not be put in chains unless you had been able to have um, your accusers come before you and present charges and have your case heard according in the courts. And so this is very, very important. Now, as I said before, that if you started a riot in Rome... This could cause the Roman the Roman government to put you to death because Rome did not tolerate any riots or any outbreaks. And so it was very important that Rome kept Jerusalem under control. That's why the commander, along with their army, ran down to see what was going on, because they did not want word to get back to Rome that Jerusalem was causing problems. Because their positions we also at risk. And so as Paul is addressing this group here, he says that I was born in Tarsus, but brought up in this city under Gamaliel. So as he established his roots, Paul is speaking to some of the very people who know who he is and who his daddy is. They knew who Paul was. They knew where Paul came from. They knew Paul's reputation and they knew that they had given Paul permission to be their spokesman and their henchman and their hitman to bring back the people that were causing problems to the Jewish way of life. Today it is very interesting that people are looking and wanting a plethora of ways to be right with God or right in their own eyes. As I said, Paul was trying to stamp out anything that was a a threat to Judaism. Anything that would be a problem, Paul thought it was his obligation to stamp out. How many of you have heard of ISIS? Over in... ISIS is brutal. It's a branch off of the same group that was already defeated, they thought. But when evil is not destroyed, it will creep back up. It will bounce back up. If there's not a change of heart, evil will resurface. Paul thought it was his obligation to put Christians, to death because they were challenging the way that he had been taught under Gamaliel. And so Paul went full force after the Christians. And if you recall, it was even Stephen. where that, that at the killing and stoning of Stephen, that those that were stoning him put their cloaks at the feet of Saul. And the Bible says that he stood there giving his consent. To Stephen's killing. I never see Paul never got over what happened to Stephen once he became a believer. He never got over what he participated in. Since Jesus had already been rejected by the leaders. And they in fact were responsible for his death. So I would be able to carry out the bidding of the Sanhedrin. For so Paul gets letters to go to Damascus. I have yet been able to find, and some maybe somebody will, why was Damascus so important that Paul went, wanted to go to? I don't know. It's been, I'm going to research that more. But but Damascus becomes the focus for Paul. But we know the importance of Damascus because that's the, the transition, that's the change that happened to Paul or in his life on the road. Now, As Paul is recounting this story, this event, this is his second telling, this is rather the book of Acts, second telling of Paul, of Paul's, uh, his transformation. And as he's telling this story, he has the undivided attention for those who've heard it as well as those who are hearing his message for the very first time. Now I want you to note something. Paul's zeal for persecuting the church is seen in how he traveled to Damascus. Because it was often hot, people would travel in the evening or earlier. But Paul's zeal caused him to travel right at the hottest part of the day. Anybody know that you ain't supposed to be traveling through no desert in the hot country at 12 o'clock noon? Which yeah. my parents understood that when we were going across country got us out in that hot desert. Windows rolled down, blowing hot air in the car. Not turning on the air conditioner. As I told y'all before, to save gas. The only thing that we could see on the road was heat waves. All the way down, nothing but heat waves. Over the next mile, nothing but road and desert. And so here's Paul traveling to Damascus in the hottest part of the day, going to get Christians and to bring them back to Jerusalem to try them because they are a threat to what he believes. So as Paul goes, the Bible says he nears a city. It was 12 noon, that's noted, where the sun is at its peak. And Paul recounts that at 12 is when a bright light shown and and a voice said Saul Saul yeah. and Paul says Yes Lord why are you persecuting me? Now I want you to note something Persecution has been the one thing that God has used to strengthen and to build the church. It has not been during a good time it's not doing all of the blessings. It has been good to for the church to grow at that time, but it's been through persecution. It was the Christians being persecuted in Jerusalem. It was the Christians that fled from Jerusalem, carrying the good news to, to uh, uh, Samaria and to Judea and to Damascus and to other parts of the world. It was persecution that caused it. Some of you want persecution to be removed from you. But persecution tells you what's on the inside of you. Persecution brings about what's really there. And believe me, when persecution comes, it will help develop your faith. It was persecution that caused the church to flourish. Every time that Paul tried to stamp out the Christian, it popped up in another area. And as Paul was on this road, a bright light, Jesus Christ himself, Shines from glory. He eclipsed the sun. Can you imagine a light brighter than the sun? So bright that it eclipsed the sun. Bible says that Paul was blinded by that light. It doesn't say that the companions that were traveling with him was blinded by the light, but Paul. You see, Paul had those that had gone with him that was part of the group that were going to be bringing those people back, the Christians back to Jerusalem. But it was Paul, the main one, causing all the trouble where the Lord came to and blinded him. Now let's look at this again as we go on. About noon, 22-6, as I came near Damascus, God waited until he got right close to the city. And then suddenly the Lord shined from heaven. I fell to the ground. Now I've told you this before. As I've said. Falling to the ground. Falling away from the Lord. Has always been a time where the enemy of God was reacting to the presence of God, not his children. It has been a time when those who have been in rebellion against God cannot face the light of God. Today I know it's popular to have people stand behind you and catch you as you fall, but I don't see precedence in Scripture. I do see it in regards to those that were the accusers of Jesus that came in the Garden of Gethsemane. And I I then see it here on Paul who fell off his beast Because of the blindness that was given. We fall forward to worship the Lord. It's the enemies of God that are to fall back because of His power. But we fall forward to worship. We bow down to worship Him. As Paul falls off of his beast, this encounter that he has with the Lord changes his life forever. And the course... He says, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you are persecuting. He says, now my companions saw the light. Now get this. They heard the voice, but they didn't understand what was being said. They heard the voice, but they didn't understand what Jesus said. Said to Paul. What they did know was that when Paul got up, he couldn't see. Some people today think they can see, but they really can't see. Some people think that their eyesight is perfect, but they really are blind. Some people think that they can see their way clearly, but they can't. Blindness is not only physical, but it's spiritual. I commend Sister Shirley, who can walk across the street, not seeing very well, and can move around and do certain things. She's not letting that stop her. Because if one can get to the house of God, they can say, I can still see Jesus for myself. It's seeing the Lord that makes all the difference. Yeah. There are some people who use something that's working against them to keep them from serving the Lord. We should not use allow anything to keep us from serving God. Amen. Nothing should come between us or God. Anything that keeps us from the presence of the Lord has to be removed. Yeah. It is your responsibility to remove it. Now let me get this. Get this.
1: God helps
0: you, but it's your responsibility. Yeah, yeah. I just started reading a book that I hadn't read before called The Pilgrim's Progress. If you haven't read it, read it, read it. Some of you may have. Just from the first part that I've been fascinated reading, falling asleep. i got like, let me go to bed because it's late. <laughs> and I'm just looking forward to getting back to that book tonight when I get back from stock. At least maybe 40 minutes if I can stay awake. But our challenge is the, the life of the Christian is challenged by everything. We are called to walk the narrow path. One of the things that's interesting about Paul is that Paul didn't recognize and realize that he was going to be called to walk a very narrow line, a very narrow path. And as Paul is discoursing to this mob, this group, he is telling them, About his experience that's pointing to Jesus Christ. Now understand this. As Paul is nearing the city and the Lord appears to him, the Lord tells him, Now get up and go into the city and await further instructions. Do you not know that the Christian's journey is a matter of waiting, moving to the next station, and then waiting for further instructions? It is moving to the next station, and then it's waiting right there for further instruction. You can't see all of the instructions. You don't get all of the answers once you get to station one. You got 550 to get to. And the Lord is leading you step by step. So when he gets to the city, he tells Ananias, I want you to go put your hands on a person by the name of Saul. And Ananias says, wait a minute, I heard about him, Lord. And he, this is what Paul is telling them. He remembers this is the second time. So I'm here for the first time. And I am convinced I hadn't thought about this before. And some of you may have. But Ananias would have been on that list of people that would be heading back to Jerusalem and change. Get this. Paul treated women And men the same. He brutalized men and women, killed them, dragged them, and he didn't care if children were left to be orphans. He didn't care. He wanted to stamp out Christianity. That's what ISIS is trying to do today. But they won't succeed. We're praying for the Christians, they won't succeed makes no difference of how far they go. God is still in control. Christ has all authority and all power. Ananias would have been on that list, but the Lord told Ananias, go, because he now prays. And as Saul goes and Ananias goes to pray for him, The Bible says he prays and something like scales fall from his eyes and the Bible says he's able to see. You see, it's the scales that needs to be taken from our eyes to be able to see Christ for who he is. There are scales that keep us from seeing Christ and who he is. It is the telling of this story to the group here where Paul has just been beat up and told them. All of them are listening with awe I imagine. They're just listening until he gets to the place where the Lord told Paul, Now leave Jerusalem quickly because they're not going to believe your testimony. I'm sending you far away to the Gentiles. When he said this, all of the anger, the hatred, and the true colors came to the surface. And they started picking up dust and throwing it through the air. Rid the earth of him. Now you know those people are crazy. They were acting foolish. They did the same thing to Jesus Christ. It is believed that where Paul is standing on the steps of Antonia, Antonia, this is right where Jesus also stood. And Paul, as he gives a defense, they said he's not worthy to live. Think about it—not because he's done anything wrong, but because we don't like the message he has been speaking. And we don't like the fact that he's trying to make other people equal to us. Send him far away to the Gentiles. Now understand, this is interesting. When Isaiah was called by God, the Lord says, chapter 6, Who, who can we send? Says, Hear my Lord, send me. And as Isaiah began to preach, he began to say, oh, how long, Lord, do I got to keep doing this? People ain't responding. The Lord says, keep speaking. Keep speaking. Keep speaking. Keep speaking. speaking. Makes no difference. Keep speaking. But in Paul's case, he said, leave immediately. You've got to be prepared to hear what God says. The Lord's message to two men were different. One, stay and preach even though they might not respond. The others leave because they're not going to respond. I'm going to send you to another place. It's till he gets to this place and this point where the people want to begin beating him up again. When you change addresses, you'll find out who your true friends really are. When you change spiritual addresses, yes, yes, yes. you know who your friends are. You know where people really stand. and because of the outcry and the violence, they had to pick Paul up and carry him inside the barracks because the mob seemed about to be out of control again. So rather than calming things down. <laughs> Paul stood up. Now, most of, all, I, most of us probably would have said, you know, I know this is going to stir up the crowd, so I'm going to just leave this part of it out. I ain't going to tell them the second part that the Lord told me to tell them, that told, told me rather, said leave. Paul told them anyway. He told them, leave, because they ain't going to believe. I'm sending you to the Gentiles. When he said that, they can kill him. <laughs> You've got to be willing to give the whole counsel of God whether people want to hear it or not. There's no compromise with God's word. Some of us trying to let me see, I'm gonna say this part here and I'm gonna leave that part out. I'll put this part here because that's what the people want to hear. Give the full counsel of God's word. You don't tell your child simply what they need want what they want to hear. They don't want to hear they got they need to eat vegetables. They want to eat cake and ice cream and candy. They'll eat it all the time if you let them. But there's some other things that they need. And so when we think about what God is doing in the life of Paul and this people here, God is about to, God is exposing the heart. He's exposing where people are. And he'd already told Paul, 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 and I've got to bring this to a close. So we got to go soon. Paul, even though I told you you weren't supposed to go back to Jerusalem, I told you to leave, yeah, yeah. you still got to preach in Rome. You're not compromising the Word of God. You're not compromising the Word of God. Thank God for Paul. I don't know if I could have done what Paul did. I don't know if I could have been stoned and stayed in the same place and kept right on going. I don't know if people start throwing punches that I was just sitting there out of there kicking and hitting back. And figuring out a way to get my revenge, I'm gonna wait till they go to sleep. I know where they live. That's me. That's my thinking. Lord has had to do a work in me. But as we walk this 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 Christian journey, there are things that we have to remember. That God has called us to walk this path that is wrought with danger. And behold, be careful when you think, you see. Be careful, because there's a pitfall somewhere. Be careful to follow the path that God has called you to walk. Paul is is, is, is incredible. Paul, what, wrote 13 books of the New Testament? Around there, 12, 13? Uh, here's a man that that just was a hater of God and became... Besides Jesus, one of the most beloved and most well known and respected. That's what God can do. You can take a life and turn it around. Stand to your feet. If there was a mob crying for your death, would you still preach the word of God? Would you be faithful and tell them? Even what they didn't want to hear? Would you be really committed when people are standing there glaring at you? Would you be faithful still to tell them what they needed to hear? Popularity cannot be your focus. But obedience to God must be your focus. If Paul wanted to be popular, he would have stopped preaching. Mm -hmm. Paul wanted to be right with God. That's what it requires. Lord, in this place today, may we take the word that's been preached, the word that's been given, and recognize and realize that it's the power of God that's changing the hearts and lives of people It really makes no difference of how many people respond. It's God says, preach the word. Give it out. Tell. And that's what Paul did. He calls every Christian to be faithful to the message. We have a responsibility to be faithful to the message of Christ. And we pray today that we will do it with diligence, with humility and humbleness. We pray today that God, even though the crowd may be chanting away with him, rid the earth of him, that we will stand and say, but this is what the Lord says we are to do. May that be, Lord, the word that's on the mouth of every believer, every brother and sister in Christ. And may we be faithful to your call. We give you the glory. We give you the praise. In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you next